Hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast here, presented by The Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, and I'm in Bethany Beach with my brother. I'm Luke. I am also in Bethany Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with our dad, Doopy Dad. I'm here too. <laughs> we're, all, we're all here, so we decided to, we wanted to make a, an episode together, because this is a rare situation. It's not going to be a recording that's going to relate to any games that the Union have played recently, because they're playing so fast and so close together that nothing would relate to uh, by the time you listen to it yeah uh, you'd already hear the or see the next game so yeah. we don't have internet in here so i can't post this for a couple of days so this is going to be a episode not relating to the games yeah so thanks for listening whenever you're listening to this and uh we're going to cover all kinds of random topics regarding soccer the union and stuff so luke's going to take us through the topics because he's the only one with a computer <laughs> and uh yeah, Luke, take right. it away. So, the first topic on, on the docket is based on Brendan Aronson. Um, where would you rank? Where where would you think he's gonna fall in the you know Union all time rankings? Say he gets sold this this transfer window or maybe in the winter. Yeah. So this was actually yeah. This was my question. The reason I thought of this was because if he gets sold this window. He, he's only been with the Union for two years. He'd be the biggest sell of the Union's, excuse me, um, Union's history. But, uh, like, historically, he didn't make the biggest, like, he, he hasn't made, like, a huge impact on the team, you know. Um, and maybe his impact would come more in the form of money that we receive for his sale. And then I was also thinking, like, he, he's, he's probably one of my favorite all-time players, just the way he plays and um, watching his trajectory. But I don't think he's going to rank in the Union's, like, top... Like, if you think Union top players ever, you're thinking Latou, um, Bedoya, Blake. Like, those guys all have, like, long tenures with the Union. Aronson is only going to have two, two years as an 18 and 19 year old mm-hmm. and he's getting sold to Europe. So my I don't I don't know exactly where he ranks among those guys, but I think he's one of the biggest like say if he gets sold soon and he gets sold for, you know, millions to a, a team in Europe as we expect him to, I think he's gonna come be come down as one of the most historic players in Union history because we Starting with Ernie Ernie Stewart, we ha- we went to this concept of really relying on the academy and creating our whole franchise based off of this academy and getting homegrowns in, and then I either having to contribute or sell them off, and he would be the the first big success story of that concept. Mm-hmm. So I think say he gets sold, even if and, and I don't I feel like he's contributing, you know, not you know, a boatload of goals and stuff, but he's was on the field before our first, you know, playoff victory. He was a big factor in our semifinal run in the in the Orlando tournament. But if he gets sold like that, it kind of like, like gives a proof of concept for this for this this system they have on like, you know, trust the process, that kind of stuff. This would be kind of the success story that comes right. out of this that would hopefully snowball into more players, but he would be the first, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's weird because he might be like the most one of the most important union players in history, but 
he might not have like a ring of honor type career yeah and then if i'll throw some other assignment mids at you tell me if you think he would rank higher so like a bork doge call mm-hmm. he led the league in assists yeah he was only here for what one year one year so i assume aronson's higher than him i think so all right christian maidana I think he's probably above him in terms of his importance to the club. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I no, I'm putting down. Yeah, like I, if you're gonna be based <laughs> off of like player like performance, <laughs> but it's also like yeah. I, I would say that the fact that he's a homegrown player and he's validated, like you said, the process and. You know, whether he has a long career with the Inter or not, I think the, the, the impact that he has is that he's the first homegrown player that is potentially accomplishing something that uh, is, is like the, the blueprint for success for, for a union. Mm-hmm. And McKenzie's probably not that far behind him. I mean, I don't think McKenzie, you can't, I don't think you can say Aronson without saying McKenzie because I think McKenzie mm-hmm. is every bit as valuable if you're saying you know who's who's valuable to the union i think mm-hmm. mckenzie's right there too yeah um but yeah there's players on the union today i think have more legacy like blake and like the yeah. I think those guys are yeah, going to go down and, yeah and, and union history yeah and, and you know ring of honor type potential but you know that's I think Aronson and McKenzie are just in a different category, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. still valuable, but but not in terms of, of union on field. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you, and you think of Alfonso Davies, like obviously McKenzie or Aronson aren't going to get sold to Bayern for both like 15 million, <clears throat> but he only played it for Whitecaps first team for maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he also like went through their system. Right. And, I don't know if they're as bought into the, the academy system as much as they just got this incredible talent that they, you know, right. yeah. you know, fell into their lap, but they still, you know, tout the fact that he came from their system mm-hmm. and, like, he was still a big part of, you know, you know, when you think about Vancouver, you still think about him. Yeah. So, and maybe we have a little bit more going for us than just that one player, but I, I don't know. I think you still see that. I think, like, there is importance to the these players in those clubs and there's a little bit of longevity and like you know you keep track of these players in Europe and stuff and mm-hmm. they still have that kind of connection so I, I don't think it's I don't, I don't know if you could you're we're only going to be thinking about Aaron since two years a year and then that's kind of it right. well, there's no question when when Davies shines for his club team in Germany that um, there's some some attention usually drawn to MLS and I think that's a that's a really good thing and you know if, if the union can get that kind of kind of credibility going then then that's good for the league and definitely be good for the union mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like uh, I'd like to see where you know McKenzie is the one that to me has also tremendous potential to, to really have 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 his legacies, um, not only help the union but MLS in general as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know. I was yeah, I was just kind of thinking it was like like if I was thinking my favorite union players of all time, like the two's up there, but now Aronson's there. But 
it's kind of just funny because his time, like me getting to watch him, I've only when like scored four goals. Yeah, uh, I think career. five now. But it's like, and he'll play maybe fifty games for the Union, right? And like a guy like Latou has fifty goals, fifty assists. Like yeah. it's just a very different, two different, yeah, careers. The other thing that you can look at too is how many Union players have played on the national team. Uh, yeah, and right. Where, you know, where where how, mm-hmm. you factor that into yeah. your to your thinking too. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and yeah, I think just the homegrown factor is. In my mind, the biggest factor mm-hmm. that we're gonna be, we're so much more connected to these guys because they came from yeah. our system. Like the two was out, like he was, you know, just was from the team. inaugural team, and there's right. a, a lot of specialness to that too. But having these homegrowns come and, and thrive is, it feels, you just feel a lot more connected to these guys. And yeah, I, I think, I always think Mackenzie has a better shot of making a national team move. Right. Yeah. Maybe more so because of the center back situation compared to Aronson, mm-hmm. who's Aronson's gonna have to compete with. In the like attacking midfielder position to get into the national team, yeah. but yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be insane to see. Yeah, maybe maybe in Ring of Honor terms, they could just put Aronson up there and have like a, a BNP, Brendan and <laughs> yeah. Paxton. Yeah, oh, maybe you just have a, a homegrown wall. But, yeah, you know, you know it's like I, these are guys that came out of the Union, a garden. I think they do have, they put each of their jerseys up yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the stadium. It's not, not as prestigious as maybe a garden. Yeah, because I've actually taped my own jersey up on the wall before. But. <laughs> yeah. So if you were going to start the Union franchise over, is there a player on the Union right now who you would, like a Latou, start it around, build it around? Would it be a... Would you choose a homegrown like one of those guys, or would you choose a guy like Bedoya or I mean, Blake? I mean, Gaddis is a clear guy on the team. <laughs> He's a guy <laughs> on the team. Um, I mean, in terms of like, if you're going to start the team, it's yeah, it's really 2021. Yeah, Philadelphia Union introduced MLS. Which player on the current roster is is who you're building your team around? If it's from the current roster and like current ages. I would probably say Aronson. Yeah, yeah, not different ages. Yeah, because I was thinking like a younger Bedoya. <laughs> no, you know, like, yeah. Because you now he's getting a little older. I don't want to build my team around him yeah. at that age. 40 year old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about what, how, when the Union started, who did they build around originally? Caleb. Yeah, Danny Caleb. Caleb. He, he anchored the back. Yeah. So you look at McKenzie's kind of got, 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 that, got that role. Yeah. Today, if you're looking at it. Yeah, if you want to start in the back, I mean, yeah, you don't have to worry true. about. Uh, you know, Blake has been. How long has Blake been with the team? And he's very solid. I mean, you, you can complain about him from time to time, but the guy's one of the best MLS keepers in the league, and has been year after year after year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but goalkeepers, you know, yeah, you build around a goalkeeper. Yeah, right? and, and it's like sometimes I have to think, think about it more so that just like. Oh, field production because you want to kind of get like fans rallied around this team if it's like you're starting this team you look it, may, it might be more easier to do getting around an attacking player mm. and a jersey sales like yeah. if you're trying to build around a if you're trying to say like Blake is your centerpiece you're not selling yeah. green right jerseys like yeah that's a weird yeah. thing to try to get plus he's also you know Jamaican and I think I think you have a better chance in, in our market to Build around an American player. Yeah, you know, I think I yeah. think you know guys that can play on the national team. 
definitely wild. Yeah. Especially, mm -hmm. you know, World Cup years. Yeah. A lot of visibility if you can get one of your players on the World Cup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Would you, so, so if you're both choosing like those guys, if it was Bedoya three years ago when he came, I mean, if it were if we're gonna go at anyone, I would I would always think about like Mel would do when he came because mm. the way when he first came and at full health, he was one of the most dominant Union players we we, we ever seen. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, if we're gonna go, it's like. All time union, yeah, all time and like ideal situations and a healthy Melodu still kind of jumps to the top of my mind. Not Freddie Abdul. <laughs> I mean, well, like a Jack Mack for like those two months. <laughs> those where two he was months. on fire. Yeah, like, that would be that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That sell jerseys, American. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we haven't had too many like American studs come through. Yeah, or guys who've been so who's played national team like. Like Connor Casey, probably Justin Mack, Chris Pontius. Carroll maybe has a couple. Carroll, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Carroll would probably be a good guy. Yeah. I mean, he's not very flashy. I guess I guess he's not going to probably sell too many jerseys for. Yeah. But if you're going on, like, maybe, like, player performance and, like, uh, having a captain like like him would be pretty yeah. good for, like, uh, you know, the, the team dynamics to have him to build around. So, like, Jeff Park made an appearance. Didn't he get a cap? I think he got a cap. No, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say Moe Mo too. Yeah, that's probably a good be one. the one. That, yeah, that's had the most even international, you know, success. Yeah, yeah. Nice, good call, good call. What if you could choose anyone around the world right now to bring in twenty twenty one Philadelphia Union restarting the whole franchise and uh, I'd bring in Rania. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Claudio okay. Rania, uh -oh. a younger player than Aronson. Right, huh. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. it seems like he's he's legit. Yeah. I but mean, I would think I would, go to, I would go to Pulisic. Oh yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just because I feel guy. like what local Hershey guy. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be hard to get around Rania, but a PA guy is even a little bit cooler. And I feel like he's already got like, like I feel like Reina like. People don't know him enough. He's like, still got in the national, like a senior team cap yet. Yeah, like I feel like. Pulisic just is like a little ahead of him as far as his recognition. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would easily be the the top selling jersey almost in the in the league if you get right, Pulisic. Right. Is there someone non-American who would be? I mean, you go like Mbappe. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, get with like Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, so. it's kind of like you have to write those off because there's two obvious yeah. answers. Yeah. What about like a uh, Mo Salah. Can Can you? Yeah, I guess I guess Mbappe is also like a, a high goal scoring winger. Yeah, I was thinking, can you do someone out there, or does it have to be someone in the middle of the pitch? What do you mean? You do I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking building around. But yeah, I guess I guess like LAFC build is built around Carlos Vela. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I guess plenty of teams are built around having wingers who score. Yeah, if the talent's there, it's that's yeah. where the ball's going. It doesn't matter where on the field they are. Um, nice. Cool. Uh, so, go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we we kind of uh, the three of us had this conversation a little bit off mic, but we um, get get into this now because um, there's a lot of new franchise getting into MLS. It's almost hard to keep track. Um, and one of them, it was 
well, the recent ones was St. Louis, and they just recently it was announced that the St. Louis FC, the USL club, is announced that they have to, they're going to fold, which is feels weird and disappointing that uh, an existing professional soccer team is folding when a new soccer team is coming into that same city. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys think? the relationship should be between a USL team and an MLS team in, it, in the same city if they maybe aren't the same ownership group. Yeah, because, I mean, I think the reason MLS decided to go to St. Louis is in part because of the success of the USL team. You know, right. They were averaging 5,000 fans, you know, which is which is pretty decent for, I think it's pretty pretty. Average or above average? Yeah, I think that's so, above average. Yeah. I think it's a little higher than that's that's beating the steel, right? Or you two, where they they were what three hundred? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so acknowledging that you're bringing in an MLS franchise because you know that the community is behind soccer, but not having you know a, a clear tie to that USL team is disappointing, I think, and potentially damaging to the MLS team if, if they're alienating those fans that were, those 5,000 fans that were coming out to that other team. You know, I, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I know we gotta, we get, this is a capitalistic world that we live in, you know, um, so you, survival of the fittest, but. So you coming from like your passive like marketing and stuff, how would you, if you were in charge of St. Was it St. Louis FC or St. Louis United FC? I think just FC. Some generic thing. The um, how would team. you try to get those USL fans on board? What, what would be your tactic to say, I mean, what else do you got? <laughs> well, if you if you had a clear partnership with that team, mm-hmm. then I think you'd capitalize on that. you 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 play in the same stadium, maybe you play double headers, maybe you, you, you figure out a way to take some of the players, you know, it's like a theater program, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you create, um, you know, ticket selling opportunities for both, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, I, and, and the union have, have tried to do that too with, I think as ticket, season ticket holders, you know, we can go to any Union 2 game we want, right? Mm-hmm. And, they don't have that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's something that they, and it's disappointing that they, you know, for some reason they decided that that, that, that wasn't going to work for them. Yeah. So I think, you know, demonstrating that you have some sort of partnership and take advantage, promote it, promote that relationship, um, could work. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, like, so back to the questions of like, since there isn't, I'm just curious if you, have like an idea of like what the team could do to get those fans. Oh, like I if see. you so so I'm saying like yeah. like if you have a fan base that they just lost their team and are probably pretty jaded towards MLS right now. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, maybe maybe you um, you create um, special opportunities for them to come and meet the team. You know, if you're if you're part of some fan club that was following USL team, you 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 target them specifically mm-hmm. with opportunities to come and meet the team, meet the yeah. management, take to, take tours of their new stadium, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Give, give, them, give them a little bit of a, you know, credit for being soccer fans and, and treat them especially. Mm-hmm. You might be able to win them over. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like you definitely need to create that kind of connection to this new team as as quickly and as genuinely as you can because yeah, they, they are probably pretty pissed. But if there's a new team coming and if they are, you know, soccer fans, they should be able to like get over that and become right. fans of this MLS team, you know, provided the, yeah. the, fr- the franchise is able to I mean, from what I've read, that USL team hasn't been in St. Louis for that long. I think it's been like five years. It's not, okay. like, it's okay. not like it's been 50 it's years. Like so it's Portland or something. Right. You're not talking about generations of fans, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, you might be alienating. So I don't think it's a huge deal, but, but still, you're just probably going to be a pocket of fans that need to be won over. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, even in Charlotte, too, they have the Charlotte Independence. And they seem to not. I don't know exactly what the scene they'd be having trying to create a kind of connection between the two. And when Charlotte announced, Charlotte FC announced their like branding and all that stuff, the independence gave them some props on social media. So it seems like there's a little bit less tension between the two that uh-huh. hopefully that those two, those two teams can coexist and create some sort of partnership and be an example of how to make that work. Is there anything like? Do you know if there's anything that Miami like between the where, where are they Miami? Are they just FC? I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's always a guess. And it's always right. <laughs> uh, um, Inter is there like I? I don't think so because Inter has the Fort Lauderdale is their second oh, team. Right, it's yeah. like they have their own. It's like a Miami branded, Inter Miami branded second team. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any connection. Is I don't even know if Miami FC still exists. Do they? Don't doesn't Lahoud play for them? No, he's retired. Well, so probably not anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you think in these situations, you think there should be enough. There should be enough, like, I feel like Some overlap of, like, people with money who are looking to make an impact in the city. And, like, I mean, I guess I'm not in those circles, but I guess there's enough rich people to have two different clubs that don't want to interact together. Yeah, and there should be, I mean, even in, you know, Charlotte and St. Louis, there should be enough soccer interest to be able to get those two teams to have fan bases that fill up, you know, yeah. this, their stadiums well enough to keep those teams, at least the USL team going. And I feel like it'd be so lame to be like a fan of one and not the other. Yeah. And like, hopefully, and I guess that, that would be an issue if, with like game weekends where like you're talking like double headers if you know I can't tell my wife like okay I'm going to a game on Saturday night and uh, Sunday afternoon for two different franchises essentially like yeah how do, you, how do you be a fan yeah I mean how many teams does London have and you don't see fans of Arsenal and well they also go to Chelsea games right, so right. I don't think yeah. that happens yeah I mean I, I I don't know if England is the best comparison for UX. Should we go Spain? <laughs> how about uh, Portugal? Yeah, tell us. So, how tell us about what, what do the Portuguese think? How do those fans? Um, so let me can move on. <laughs> <laughs> how many teams does Porto have? I, yeah. I don't know. Probably FC. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So next. Next, uh, yeah, let's, let Luke, let's go with Luke's little I got, activity. I got a little problem because a little exercise we're going to do. I got an exercise for us. So a couple weeks ago we did like a, an exercise where we picked 
the different body parts of union players to create like the super union player or like the most ideal union player with different body parts and stuff. Add your pictures. And add your pictures and they're great. Um, so I want to use that kind of similar concept in picking a ideal or perfect MLS franchise. So Do I have to draw a picture? You don't have no. to draw a picture. Did, um, you, did you see my pictures? No. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I, think, I don't know where they even are. <laughs> I uh-huh. definitely, oh, I deleted them. I was like, oh, Luke has them. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll share. Um, so, so, Dad and I are going are gonna, to um, pick the most ideal uh, MLS um, Frankenstein type uh, franchise, and AJ's going to pick the, the least ideal. That's, yeah, that's I'll, I'll just piece together some crap. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna. Be I'll argue your guys good ones. Best experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. So, Dad, do you want to go stadium atmosphere? Do you have one that jumps to your mind? Well, I would say Kansas City Kansas is City. pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I, I know that you know they they do a lot for fans there. They've got you know they were one of the first ones to have the you know kind of on campus beer garden and. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the way the stadium is shaped, you, you feel like you, your fans are on top of you. And, yeah, you know the, the visuals are great. Yeah, um, it's I think it's the right size, uh, and um, I would I would that that's the one that jumps out at me. Yeah, uh, I really really think that that's pretty strong. Yeah, no, I I definitely I think I agree with that because there's definitely a lot of cool stadiums mm-hmm. popping up. Like we went to Minnesota, oh, and it was Minnesota is the Minnesota is the right answer. Yeah, that, I mean, that stadium is the same. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I would if you factor in atmosphere. I mean, it, it's hard to say because we haven't experienced all of it. Yeah. Um, so like, like Portland could be thrown in with atmosphere, but their stadium is what about our cool. But, stadium in it's that unique. Was, that was unique. Yeah, that's uh, unique. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot Wildlife of like flooding around, <laughs> flooding. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool stadium popping. Like crew had like all these new stadiums popping up, but that one seems to be like. In terms of, it seems to be like ideal in terms of like fan atmosphere. You know, it's got like TV evidence. presence, and it's just, yeah. it's just it, it looks like the looks good. the right atmosphere mm-hmm. that a, a soccer team should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been out there for a little while now, so it's yeah. established. Yeah, it's not just the flash new thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. So, all right, so I'll, I'll pick. I'm gonna go jersey logo. Jersey slash like a team brand. Yeah, you know this guy. This yeah, guy. This, is, this, this is this is Luke Wilhelm right here. This is. I I I almost want to pick Vancouver. Vancouver for what? For their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> because I always like their jerseys. I uh, I think though there's every year they have a solid a solid kit, and even though they're not a good team and everything, they they always have good kits. Um, I think. They're they, yeah. I don't know. I always like their jerseys, and I think do you like their their logo. Their logo is not bad. I, I think it's interesting that it, it ties white white caps is like uh mm-hmm. mountains mountains in the water and all that kind of stuff, and they and they play off that a lot. And it's the the logo itself is I don't know. I I, I if we're going based off of logo, maybe like LAFC or Portland mm-hmm. because they're a little more simple but very uh, very powerful. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I always like Vancouver's jerseys, so that like that was, I was drawn to them. And I, I, the colorway is easy. It's similar to the unions, but it's just the, the dark blue and the light blue, and they kind of have a, a good 
good feel for that. Okay. Any 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 suggestions there? Any no, other? I mean, I'm just trying to think. Who would I trade? You know, what what franchise would I trade for the union? What what would I like better? Mm -hmm. And I, I do like the union's look. I, I like yes. the snake. I think that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. But maybe if you like switch over to like the ownership. Um, Real quick, Jersey's best jerseys in the league have been uh, Kansas City year after year. There you go. Go ahead. Okay. Do you remember when they were the Wizards? Yeah, and that's that was when it started. That was when it started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Blue on blue. White color. Yeah, but that's similar to Vancouver, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm this is this is my opinion. I'm just saying Kansas right. City's have always looked better than Vancouver's. In your opinion. <laughs> All right, and you were going to so go ahead. You were going to talk about uh, ownership and stuff, and I'll well, tell you, I'll okay. tell you what the right answer is. <laughs> <when you're done. laughs> I thought you were going to go with the wrong answers in this segment, but okay. I'll, fix that. Jump in I'll take care too. of this whole thing. <laughs> we'll leave. Um, you were going to go. You want to go ownership? Then? Well, I would say, who would you trade owners with? I mean, I think I. I mean, if you look at Beckham's got got the money. He's got the and the connections. The connections. And the, he's got you know, he's got the name. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's that's pretty to, powerful. Yeah. You know? So if if you were gonna say, well, what ideally, what would you want? You want somebody like like a Beckham. Yeah. To, to be running your franchise. In yeah. Terms of you know being able to knock on the right doors and bring bring you know attention and quality players. You, mm -hmm. you think that that would be the way to go? Yeah. No, I agree with that. I, 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 my other one would have been Arthur Blank, <laughs> just because he has so much money and is willing to spend it on on players, and then has the 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 business sense to sell them off to, like we're seeing with Pitti and we saw with Almiron. Mm -hmm. So they're they have a good you know system going, even though like Pitti and maybe Barca weren't like the as big of hits as Almiron. They're still making profit and, and it's a lot of money that's going yeah, in and out of those really, players. I was really, if you're talking about Atlanta, I mean, the decision to bring in the board, I thought was, the guy had no track record. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that was a big mistake. Right. And yeah. Like, Especially with the players that they had. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, it did not. Like, I, I think we've been fortunate. We've learned from our mistakes mm -hmm. over the years from, from a coaching point of view. And I think, We've gradually gotten better coaches, and I, I don't think you can argue with Curtin mm -hmm. at this sure. point. But, yeah, and, um, and sporting directors, I feel like, are steadily increasing mm -hmm. in too. Yeah. Um, so, so that was weird to me to, to see them go for, yeah. go for a name and yeah. without any kind of real track. Yeah, especially because their players' acquisitions weren't names. So it was, it was, it was just a completely different philosophy, Like because the players they were picking up were these like kind of unknown guys from South America mainly, mm -hmm that had a lot of talent but weren't like you know household names in, in the soccer world so yeah that, that was a, a mistake but just the, the money that he had yeah, no, willing yeah, to spend he's money blank. He's, he's, yeah. he knows what he's done but to go on to like kind of hint to the, the players and stuff what I don't know if you want to go just playing style of a different MLS team that you'd want to have as your own or maybe player talent like players um, like what roster or, or playing style would be the most ideal to have in your new in your franchise this this franchise well, ranking. I think right now, you know, the way LAFC plays, mm -hmm. I think they're always very aggressive and play exciting brand of soccer, yeah. very offensive focused. Um, um, but you know, I, I think 
I'm very comfortable with the union right now. I think they've got really nice balance from front to back. Yeah. You know, if we, if, you know, with if Blake or uh, Burke, Corey Burke comes in, right. You know, I think they've got a little bit more scoring punch, but I, yeah. I like, I like the defense. I like the midfield. Yeah. And I think between Shabilko and you know the, the guys that are rotating with him, either Santos or I think they're they're, they're that's a good team. I mean, yeah. they, they are a good team. There's no doubt that they are a good team. No, I yeah, I think yeah, there's really nothing to dislike about the Union roster. There's all a lot of players you, you like to get behind, and there's a lot of variation, youth and, and veterans, and until the subs come in, then there's no variation. <laughs> well, okay, we can talk about that later. <laughs> right. But they, but they, this is, that they can play with LAFC. Maybe yeah, they can play with Columbus. Yeah, yeah. They can play with the good yeah. teams. Yeah. They can play with the best. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I do think in, in this exercise, I think the right answer still is probably LAFC, mm-hmm. just because of the talent and the playing style. Yeah, and right. Uh, no, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I'd say LAFC. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, it's not just. That how, was also the right answer for ownership too, by the way. Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep it down <laughs> over there. LAFC. Um, Miami's ownership just it seems like it's tripping over its own feet, and, and yeah, it's got like I feel like it's, it's just start. I feel like it's just not knocking on the right doors. I feel like they've we saw I mean, we, we saw photos of Falcao Falcao jerseys in, in the well that was the fan thing okay but like I feel like they keep saying oh we're gonna get this guy we're gonna get this guy then we have Pizarro and, and that's it and no, yeah was and between and they're gonna get Iguain and like that's that's pretty big I mean this is also still year one yeah yeah so I think maybe there's a little bit of overhype in in this club but I do think Beckham has more connections than anyone else so it's just a matter of I don't know Will uh, Ferrell and, and this year with transfers this year just weren't gonna happen so there's a lot to go against what this year with this being the first year but um, uh, with LAFC like it's not just their playing style it's also like the value in that there's players like they have so many guys they could sell off for like mm-hmm. 20 million like there's like yeah at least three. that said at Westo was valued at 20 million so like, that was like a current quote yeah that's great that's wow. crazy yeah. that's a, mm, wow. that, that's a current quote about to build up his own player because he was talking about that in relation oh, yeah, to yeah. oh yeah oh sure he's got well, he's that, got at is still a, a, I think that's a fair valuation because he's Probably more by more talented. How much was Al Maroon? Not that much, but like he's. If Al Maroon was more to, valuable than Al Compared to like look like at Pit, Pitti, he's eighteen. Al Tuas is more valuable than Pitti right now. I guess I don't know. I, I, yeah, that just seems way twenty million. I mean, the transfer markets in Europe are getting get up there. I guess. Um, so but that, yes, but there's like, and then there's you know, there's Rodriguez, there's Rossi, there's Vela. And then, you know, so yeah, they got that's a team to pick. Um, so, AJ, now, now that you've stayed quiet Criticize. during our whole, <laughs> our whole part, let's, let's hear your part. Yeah, we won't be critical of you at all. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I mean, I'm, you, guys, you guys just went surface on uh, what you covered. I, I'm going deep. Oh, okay. I'm going to turn the mic off. <laughs> all right. So, the stadium was an, was an obvious one, uh, obviously, the baseball stadium. Second place, the Revs. Mm-hmm. Um, the fan base. I went. I went Houston. I feel like that's a pretty boring fan base. Yeah, I could also say FC Dallas because they yeah. never fill their stadium. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. there's like either of those Texas mm-hmm. teams. That's, like, that's why they let them in the in the stands because they it's like care it's all about social distancing. Yeah. They're already uh, social distancing. Yeah, 
the the logo I originally put Chicago just to piss you off because I know you think that's like a good logo. I don't think it's good. I think it's not as bad as people thought. But then I went with Revs just because, yeah. even though I kind of like it now, just because it's like so. It's kind of like coming back into it's like, like almost like cool in yeah. a way because it's so. It doesn't even have a shape. Like it doesn't have an outline. It's like yeah. It's like, interesting. Like, there's no crest to it. It's, it's just, like the Champions League ball <laughs> and some crayon lines. And, yeah, that's interesting. It's funny. Um, the ownership, uh, there are two, like, kind of piece of crap owners. Um, I went Austin. Okay. Yeah. Or the RSL racist. Yeah. So, so, yeah, thought, so Precourt or the, the Lou Hansen. Yeah. The names. I thought that was an easy one. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that there's two I could choose from. Yeah. Front office in general, kind of went Chicago slash players. Like I feel like they just they just haven't been able to bring in the right mix of players. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to bring in like I mean like Schweinsteiger out to play center back. Yeah, like, back five. It just doesn't yeah. seem like that's just he, he did pretty well for them. They just they're just stretching for like a name, but not like a a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see how we're not arguing everything you're saying. Oh right, <laughs> it's hard to argue with the truth. The coach. This one, this one you could argue, and uh, I'll, I'll accept any arguments. Um, but I went DC with Ben Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't want to, I, I just don't like his playing style. He just tries to mess up games. He's got some, he's got like a decent history behind him, but, uh, but it's just like playing crappy ball. And then here's one, um, I, I don't know, this is, this kind of doesn't make sense for like building a new franchise, but history of a club. I almost said our. I said our history. I feel like our club history has been pretty terrible. Just like thinking of what, um, like we have one playoff win, we've made it to three finals and lost them all. It's been like kind of like a sad history of. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because I was I was thinking more of this is like a new franchise. Right. Yeah. So like it makes sense, but just thinking like. Of clubs, like, who's had pretty... I mean, obviously, we yeah, haven't I mean, you won. Could, you could go into Orlando, then, because they haven't mm-hmm. made the playoffs yet. Yeah. This year, probably, will be different, but... Yeah. And what's New England on? I mean, they've been in playoff finals a lot. Re- I mean, not recently, but... Have they, in, they've around won, the have they won MLS Cup? Yeah, have they? I don't think so. Uh, we should know. They've been in the final a lot, though. Said. What about Red Bull? Well, they won Supporter Shield, and that's about it. And I guess that it opens up a cup. long time. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't won MLS Cup. I don't know. I, I think you're being harsh on Philly. Yeah, I guess Revs have not won MLS Cup. They've participated in five MLS Cup finals. Check 2002, 2005, 2006, 2007, and 2014. Right, yeah, they won like three. But have never won MLS Cup or Supporter Shield. So yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. And you're mm-hmm. stuck playing in, all that in Foxborough. Yeah. That's yeah, a, and, and, that, and that could be an owner that you, that'd be a, yeah, that's uh, another you wouldn't want to. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. yeah. He doesn't even know that he has a team. Yeah, and although, that's, although that's, they've bringing, they, they spent some money this offseason. I'm guessing that's Bruce Arena pulling the strings. But right, like, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, He's his, he, he's been able to do that, but like, has no one else tried that? Like, is, is it is he have that big of a name that he could pull that off? Like, I mean, he's the biggest name in U.S. coaching. Yeah, but like... It's and he's not got the like best track record. Sure, yeah, but like it's not like sporting directors don't have to have big names to like pull in big players. Like I feel like you don't. Yeah, but I mean, like, where are you gonna let Brad Friedel make 
the sentence. Yeah, okay, that was a bad one. But like, they should have a sporting director that like That's should true. be able to convince Kraft enough to spend some money. Do you think Arena is more accomplished than Bob Bradley? Oh. I mean, um, he's, yeah. he's, he's won some MLS, right? Yeah, in MLS but, maybe, yeah. They but both. Bradley, he's, he's coached a foreign national team. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's coached Premier League he's, for he's, a little bit. Yeah, he's... I mean, uh, Arena's never been fired from a Premier League team. He's never been fired from Swansea. Neither is Jim Curtin. Oh, neither am I. Hold up. Uh, yeah, that's a Bradley versus Arena. I have to look look more into that. Did you have a jersey? Or did you just do logo? Um, oh, let me, where's my notes? Because that could be a segue into our next segment. Okay. Um, and Bradley also had time to raise a pretty good player. I don't think Arena did that. That's oh true. yeah, so he's a good dad. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what does that say about you? Since we're like mediocre to bad players, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mediocre. <laughs> um, Jersey, I'd say Nashville. Just like it's more, yeah. it's like bright yellow. I mean, yeah, it's always like the first year they never get a, the ability to design something interesting. It's yeah. always pretty stock. So hopefully next year they can come up with something more interesting. Yeah, because they're they're they're, they're yeah, the logo is not good. That was, that was not when I was in the logo running, but I yeah. thought you'd be like, oh, look at the shape. It's like a shape that no other shape. I don't like the shape. The shape's the worst part of it. I think it's a great shape. Um, I think the shape and the and the, no, the font is terrible. But the, 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 the some of the branding with the, the, the sound bars are cool. Oh. What sound bars? Oh, is that what those things are coming out? The lines. Oh, it's sound. It's they're lines. They're lines. They're sound bars. Okay. Music. Music you. City. It's like based off of yeah, that. This is crazy, man. Um, let's talk more about fonts. <laughs> no, let's go into. Let's stick with jerseys, though. Okay. Because man, you just can't. Or their third jersey just got leaked. Did you? Did you see this? Yeah. We should. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is yeah, the yeah. worst kit I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Because I, I think I think the, the top alone could be pulled off, but they have. The shorts and socks with the same zebra barcode, whatever you call it, pattern. Yeah. So, and it is a mess. So, yeah, this was another thing I wanted to, so I want to bring up was, like, these third kits seem to be such a money grab, and they're just, like, it doesn't really have to do with the club. It's more of, like, how can we be different enough to get, like, hipster soccer fans to buy this shirt Yeah, that still has my logo on it? It's just, like... And what initially made me think of this, and this this will be controversial to many people, I'm sure, but the Ford Madison most recent jerseys, like the spray paint ones, I was not a fan of those compared to what they've had before. I like their colors. I like their style. I did not like the recent jersey. And I, I own one of their other jerseys. I like it so much. But, like, these these new, like, they're, they're getting too fancy, too crazy, too... Let me make a splash online and get like a bunch of hipsters to buy it. Yeah, That's, but uh, yeah, no, I. It, it, it's it's just it's just a big money grab. It's it's like the ICC of soccer gear. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. <laughs> it's like the Nations Cup. I don't think that's a money grab. There's there's more to it, but oh, there's more to okay, okay, okay. but stick on the jerseys. I yeah, I I and then agree. We're gonna compare the validity of Nations Cup to ICC. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I think the third kids like I agree that they're just it's kind of a money grab. It's but it's like about getting their jersey into like 
pop culture and stuff. If it's that, you know, kind of wild and different, it's like, like you saw like Drake wearing a, a, a Juventus jersey, like the pink one, and like yeah, but like there's stuff like that, that like that's that. fine. Like that one's fine. It's just like a pink, but it's not like okay, crazy. But, like I feel like the no, pop but it's culture. not on their brand. Like it's a pink jersey. It's not a yeah. Juventus jersey. So there's. If it's like you're, if you're gonna go outside of your brand for that, like, like so, there are good ways to do it. Then, like, yeah, and I'd prefer it to be more like, like if I if I want them to be in pop culture, I guess you gotta get them somehow. But like, I would want to see Iggy Azalea wearing a red Man United <laughs> Azalea. I, I don't know, that's like a famous person, uh, Selena, Go- <laughs> Selena Gomez. Um, I don't know, <laughs> Matt Damon. Right, I want to see Matt Damon walking down the street, not the zebra one. I want to see him wearing the red Man the, United kit. The famous people of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I guess what you're saying. You know is, what I'm saying? Like, 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 it seems like it's like fake. Uh, kind of like not fake support, but in a way, like it's fake. Um, it's appreciation different. of the club. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of like this whole like modern. Modern football, these modern clubs, it's like they're, they're, they're their business model. Like it's uh-huh. like they're still they still have like their Man City, Man United still is gonna have a red first kit, and right. it's gonna look the same always. So there's always that option. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I don't think it's I don't really have a problem with a third kit being a wild one because why shouldn't it be? Like they're gonna have two standard kits. The third go get get weird with the third one. I guess I just don't get it. Like I just want to see the, like, I don't know, like I, like. It should be stated that this main United kit is terrible. Yeah, like, like if, if, if they were ever gonna wear it, I don't like. I, like honestly, yeah, it could that's, be that's, fake. It could, honestly, like that we could we, we should make this right. It could be fake. It was a leak, so it maybe it's not a real. Just kit. for attention. It's like all the Union kit leak. Leaks. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so if they're not gonna wear it. It's just a shirt, like so. Well, they would like, wear maybe a, like once or twice. Like, you know, oh, okay. I'm so, sure, like I'm sure they're like contractually obligated to wear, right? Yeah. In order for like fans yeah. to buy. I don't whatever. like. I I have to believe they would never wear the whole thing with the shorts too. Like it could be pulled off with like black shorts and black socks and just like the crazy top. Maybe. Yeah. Because okay. that, that's Jerry, what Jerry Seinfeld just, couldn't pull off the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 When's that coming? Goalkeepers with puppy sleeves. <laughs> I just sent you guys a link of a of a team that I think has the worst jersey. Oh um, yeah, the uh, what was that Colorado Caribou? Oh yeah, that yeah. one. That one. Yeah, that is with the fringe. Yeah, that's crazy. So like, that's a real thing that that's was a real jersey. Yeah, NASL. I do like the. When numbers. was that? Like, like in the late seventies, early eighties. So I, I, what I do like about this jersey though is that numbers are big, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny, but like. It's also on the sleeve right next to where it is on the chest. So it says 20, 26 right here, but also on your left arm, left chest and left arm. Six hundred and twenty. Yeah, that fringe though, that's crazy, man. It's like a moccasin on your chest. It's funny. And those collars, look how big those collars are. I mean, that's like, it's almost touching his shoulder. I mean, or like over his shoulder. Yeah, that's... So, so okay, so Luke says he would like to see Drake wearing this courtside at a Raptors game. He could pull it off. He could pull it off. <laughs> For the Man U? The yeah. new Man U? 
I was, we're talking more about the, the Colorado one, but yeah, right now, yeah, Colorado, let's, yeah. Let's, let's wear it. Yeah. Okay. And at what point did? How long until this comes back in style? I guess let's. I mean, that's like a. I feel like that's like a hippie style. Like it come, it's not going to go in a soccer jersey, but. Um, like '94, the denim kits kind of came back as like kind of a cool thing to. Yeah. But that might just be more yeah, that, like soccer history has it, like. It's yeah. It's funny. Like when you think about these like terrible jerseys, they have staying power. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about, like that Colorado jersey, like if if this Man U jersey is a real thing that exists in twenty years, it's gonna be like an incredible like eBay like collector's item. Uh-huh. So now, if you think about these like fancy crazy kits, like there's a longevity to those things that stand out that much. Now, do you think the yeah. Union? So this this Colorado jersey is gold and black. Apparently, now what if it was navy? Apparently, the Rapids five years ago wore it. Oh, really? That was that was a that was an April Fool's thing. Was yeah. Okay. I'm is that kidding. is that what these guys are? Because these guys look like yeah. That was an April Fool's thing. Wow. But like, what if it was? The, what if you saw this with navy? As a fringe? No, no, like like where it's black, it's navy, and this was the Union's kit with fringe. Yeah, with the French. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the. That's the. I think that's the. the They're little snakes. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. That'd be something. Um, oh, yeah, get gosh. Adidas on that. Yeah, and that that logo is so big too. That's so funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, we should. They, I think what should really come back is the big logos on jerseys. Well, so we were watching England today, and they had big. I felt like the numbers on the front were pretty big. I don't. I think it was just a. a Kind of simple of jersey that looked big, okay. and it was all central. Oh, uh, so okay. it made it look different. So our whole league, though, would have to agree. So is Adidas move next topic? Um, is having Adidas as a league-wide kit sponsor a good thing? I, I feel like we addressed this before, but I don't think so. But I also think I'm not against having an Adidas jersey for the union because I think Adidas can make good kits. It's just when you see them. Across the league, yeah, I don't. That like, it becomes that's what I don't like. I don't like yeah. the, the the three big stripes that everybody has. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so boring. It's yeah, repetitive. Like now, it, it it's, takes away individuality that I think for sure franchises need. Yeah, I would. It's also like I I like the blue union kit this year. I think it's a good looking kit, like the whole thing, and there are good ones. But like, yeah, it's just seeing that same thing on every team right. is what makes it a little bit frustrating. Do you think the league is in a spot where it could... So, like, the nice thing about having Adidas as a league-wide kit is, you know, you know everything's going to be quality. Everything's going to be also provided. Like, you're not going to have some smaller company saying, yeah, we're going to make your kit, and then... Kmart makes really nice. <laughs> what are you, wait, what are you saying? Just, like, like you're not going to have a problem with Adidas. You know, like I the think professional is, team will never have a problem with kits. I, I, okay, I'm just like, saying. I think like, they would. They're a good enough business that they would bet any company and don't just go with like a rinky dink brand. That, yeah, like me mailing out shirts to people and them falling <laughs> apart. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I just feel like there's some security in having like the revenue and like this big check coming in every like what five years or so and yeah yeah there's know a- that everything's going to be taken care of and you're not going to have some team going off off the rail where their stuff is not good yeah. enough and it probably raises the price tag if you want to build in more flexibility 
Mm-hmm. And you're relying on Adidas to have to create that flexibility because they're all about, you know, you're talking about brand standards and, and the league has brand standards yeah. and they want to make sure that like all the websites, all the websites are the same. They're yeah, all it's all, it's, all mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They want to have standards that represent the league. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really is like a bigger issue with like the league still Want wants to have the control and mm-hmm. consistency of like, and if I feel like if other things would have to happen for that MLS to like give more control to the clubs that like would lead to them eventually getting to like the jerseys, like MLS still controls like contracts. Yeah, like it, yeah. they control everything. So like, yeah, I think so that's, does the league have to be not single entity? I feel like I don't. I mean. I would think just because it's like all encompassing, mm-hmm. like, and there, and it's like MLS and Adidas. Like there is an Adidas logo on that field in that right. MLS back tournament. Like they're so ingrained that like, if MLS is going to control and control the whole league, they're going to decide this, and it's that's just going to be how it be. That's going to be, and it's really not going to. If if the union didn't have Adidas, what what company would you want? I I mean, I always liked. Umbro, I like Hummel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Nike's even more cookie cutter. I feel yeah, like they sometimes what, yeah. like have oh, yeah. cool ones, like they're you know, Nigeria and like France has cool ones. Oh, like, the the Chelsea jersey today was very cool. Mm-hmm. That's Nike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like they. But I think the majority of them, like I don't think MLS would get a, a right. cool one yeah. like that. Yeah. So I really has. You, you don't have that standard. I mean, there's. Yeah. There's and and I think that definitely contributes to the uniqueness and personality of, of each team. Mm-hmm. And I think when you restrict with all these standards, that personality, it just it just means that the teams can get, I think that it's just water, it waters it down too much. Yeah. I mean, I love looking at the, at the uh, Premier League jerseys because between Umbro and, you know, Adidas and Puma and- You just pronounce with a long U. Umbro. Is it Umbro? I don't know. The right one is. Does anyone ever know? I guess, how would anyone know? It's a mystery. It's interesting. So, Theodora. Oh, yeah. Theodora. I think it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it just helps to. Yeah. I don't know. But but you're saying you can't go wrong with Adidas. Yeah, I think they do make good kits. I think, yeah, it's just a matter of giving the, everyone in the same league the same kit. And I think that was also just emphasized this year with the same exact template too. And I get that like twenty fifth year they did a whole thing, but I didn't realize that Under Armour does uh, Southampton. Under Armour's in there. Oh uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, Orlando and Atlanta tied. That's good. Okay, that's good. Some time sensitive stuff. Yes, <laughs> in this in this non time sensitive episode. Um, Toronto's tied too. Nice. So let's move on. Talk to our, about our next topic. I don't, I don't think any of these other topics. Okay, go ahead. I'll see what you're I, gonna say. Um, what if our best athletes played soccer, but in their own arena? <laughs> okay, yeah, this is okay. This is worth saying. All right, so this is partially this. So this is kind of soccer, kind of. I just need to get this idea out into the public. Um, uh, so, do I have to stay for this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so what if the best athletes played soccer? Is always the thing um, analysts, soccer analysts say, like, you know, your LeBrons and uh, other good athletes. Um, but what if, and, and so the reason this conversation popped into my brain was because my buddy Murray sent me something where they were playing soccer on, in a hockey rink on ice without skates. And so what if your best athletes played soccer, but in their own arenas? So like that was called like Saki. And then for basketball, they had to play soccer, but the goals were 10 feet high, <laughs> higher. Um, kickball is just baseball. I don't know what you do with football. It's like they just have to play with concussions. It's also like confused. Yeah, yeah. concussions. Uh, I guess you and take a, a break every thirty seconds. I guess you. Have, <laughs> time out. Uh, I guess you have soccer, golf. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what other good uh, soccer tennis exists? Yeah, volleyball is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, so 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 it does kind of exist. Yeah, and like fun games. Yeah. Yeah. So what if what if LeBron James played soccer with a goal ten feet in the air? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what get? I was saying. Yeah. They have to kick the ball really high. Yeah. Uh, soccer cornhole. Oh, so. <laughs> that's oh. A good, that sounds like a fun that game that should exist. Yeah. Well, we played we played uh, the we kind of played that with a, a uh, moon at that live breathe. Yeah, it was like 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 Buckets, beer, what was beer pong. Yeah, uh, can jam. Yeah, can, can jam. Yeah, with, with, with the soccer ball. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, we nailed that topic. Yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> now let me go to my, let me bring up the next one. And this is what we should probably ended on. This is this should be yeah this should be it. The oh no no still no we gotta talk silly soccer plays. Oh and Messi, oh, yeah. Messi and MLS. Okay, we got two more and then we'll do the last one. So we got three topics left. All right, Dad, you're gonna take silly soccer plays. Go ahead. I'll let you introduce this one. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So. I was really annoyed with what Toronto did the other night. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. I mean, so for I guess for context, uh, it was the the PK that was a, a touch pass to touch the other pass, guy, but right. he encroached, so it got called off. It just was stupid. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a stupid play. Yeah. Why Why would you take your penalty kick and risk? Right. You know, when, when you add a whole it. chance of risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many more factors to add into I that. Know, it's so I stupid. Know. Right. Uh, yeah, did you catch the other team off guard? Sure, but you know, you, did you score? No, you did not. <laughs> you gave yourself a worse chance from the best chance soccer players ever get in games. So, so it just got me thinking about, you know, when I was coaching you guys and back in the day, what plays did you come up with to kind of create a distraction for the other team and confuse the other team and. We've talked a lot about the double dummy. Yeah, Wilmington Christian High School, shout out, Doug Haas. Yeah, off a corner kick, play the ball on the ground, diagonally, like towards the top of the 18. First guy dummy, second guy dummies it, third guy comes in and shoots it. Second time you run it, um, you don't dummy it. One of the first two guys takes it to throw him off. Mm-hmm. I scored, yeah, one of my teams scored two goals off of that on schedule, and that was exciting. Yeah, we, we've, we've had some success with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 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 a trick play. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different, you know, from the training field, yeah. you come up with different plays. It's called the double dummy, but it's still not as dumb as what Pozuelo and Piatti did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, I, there, think we, I, I can't remember which team it was. I don't know if it was yours, I, Luke. I feel like... Well, where, where you somebody fell down yeah, so, at a wall and you, like 
distracted the team while you pass it around the wall and score? Yeah, so we, I think we did one in, in middle school, and it was it was for a free kick, mm-hmm. and you had one guy on the ball and two guys you know ready to take it, and it, and it was for like an indirect, so it'd be like you know a touch pass one way or the other to win either guy, and the one guy, the first guy, runs up as if he's gonna get the t- a touch pass to him. And he whiffs and makes a big fuss of it and falls and makes and he yells and like and then he and then he passed like to the other guy like this a second later and he shoots and it's kind of like a distraction play like that and we definitely we scored twice off of that and it was pretty fun because the one guy you know it's like sucks it's like the guy is more excited to make the the whiff than to shoot and it's it's such a fun play and and it actually had success for us. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> mm. Why? Ah, it just seems stupid. Annoying. It's, it's a gimmick thing, but it's, I mean, yeah. in middle yeah. school, well, it felt like what the other coolest thing. Out there? I yeah. mean, you got, you got flip throws. Like, that's that's kind of like a silly thing. Yeah, like, it's, it's unnecessary. Yeah, like yeah. an unnecessary uh, yeah. risk to breaking your neck. Yeah. Um, yeah, the risk reward on the flip throw doesn't really. You don't see a lot of that now. I don't, see, yeah. I don't see that. I mean, the guys, the guys that can throw it in long are valuable because they they yeah mm-hmm. can create opportunities. Yeah, and you don't really need to do a flip flow if you can right. still throw it into the bottom. Yeah, or throw it into the yeah you know, into the round of six. Uh, I was just I was just wondering. Okay, well, what are what other stupid plays are out there that yeah yeah I, I, I think there's less stupid plays in soccer than like in football and stuff mm-hmm. like I feel like they're easy like really dumb yeah well, they, plays they, like, because they're set, set plays and, yeah, yeah. Set, everything's set but yeah I feel like soccer there's aren't as many like this Piatti the, the Toronto PK like like that was a super unique one because uh-huh. we, like, there's you know two other instances that we could think of that this this play happened like in soccer and I'm sure there's others but like well maybe you guys can can collect some stupid plays from some of your fans if they're yeah. if they got anything out there. Oh, crowd sourcing, sure. Well, I mean, the one that pops to mind would be the Wanger drink dribbling out of bounds. Oh yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's like that's, that's more just like a mistake. Yeah, it's a bonehead. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I, I play with a guy, Stephen, and in, in indoor, he would always try to do a double rainbow over people. A double rainbow. Yeah, so he'd rainbow it, and when it came down, he'd catch it between his legs again and do it again, and it was very pointless. But it was very cool to watch him trying to do it. <laughs> I, like he could do it in practice, like he like just like screwing around. But in the game, he, he could not pull it off. I mean, if you could pull off one rainbow in a game and not yeah. get to tackled, like that's a win. <laughs> yeah, he was also he would also play in, like pajama pants. He was he was a funny dude. Huh. But he was all about he was in, he was El Seno. He, all yeah. he wanted to do was like try to do some tricks yeah. and stuff. The a dumb one that that reminded me of would be the like the Blanco did it the like have the ball between your oh, legs yeah, and jump. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I think about. that's yeah. yeah. It's so it's such a because it's such a slow move too. Like right. I don't know yeah, what the yeah. point is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think it maybe catches you off guard, but like mm-hmm. it's not like a quick thing to do. Yeah, you're not right. leaving someone in the dust. Yeah, you're jumping in the air. Yeah. Yeah, getting both feet together. <laughs> the first soccer video, the first my exposure to, to soccer. My life was when our gym teacher in sixth grade. It was raining outside, so he decided, "Okay, I'm going to show these guys some some soccer videos." And I'd never seen Pele before, and he was he did uh, he did a bunch of stuff, including in the game he did a rain, did rainbow. It was, mm-hmm. it was just 
I'd never seen anything like it, and that, I just, that's when I thought, wow, this is a pretty cool sport, uh, because of some old Haley videos. Hmm. Interesting. He actually did it. He actually did it. I'm not sure he did it more than once, but he actually did it in the game, and it mm-hmm. just froze. It froze the defender. Hmm. He took it right over him. Hmm. It was cool. Yeah, it's like cool seeing that video of like the one of the first Cruyff turns. Right. That's always well, who did it. <laughs> it was that. Who did that? Um, Messi said he's going back to Barcelona, so he's not coming to MLS. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. What? I mean, Good. How yeah. would that be good? How is that good? Do you want do you want Messi three four years from now? Yes. Anytime you get Messi to see see Messi live, I will no, no doubt I will want to see that in three or four years. Uh, yeah. Who cares? It's he's the one of the greatest soccer players ever. I will never not want to watch him play. I mean, I could. So see. so how often do you watch him play right now? Live, like how like how awesome is that? We've gotten to see so many players, how however old they are, see them live in Chester or whatever. Like, like that's such a special thing they get, and not a lot of people get to see. And if that happens with Messi, that would that would be incredible. Like, I don't care how old he is. He'd be 37, 38. I guess he'd still like, be able to play. Like, like these guys can take care of their bodies well enough at these days that, like, he'd be a pretty incredible player to watch. I don't I don't see there's any any downside. downside of getting Messi into this league at any point. So we did – so when we were in Colorado, we watched Brazil play Panama as a – Friendly or something, pre World Cup or something, and Kakao was there, and it was pretty cool because as soon as he started warm, just he was on the bench. As soon as he started warming up, crowds started going nuts. Yeah, I mean it was like you thought you would have thought they just scored. Everyone just started going nuts. It was, it was such a funny thing. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess yeah, I don't yeah like I, it can't hurt. I, I just hate seeing MLS maintain or continue that reputation of being the league where players go to die I get that but it's messy like he's literally arguably the best player to ever exist True. so it, it you can't I, you know if we got the chance to see Matt Pele play I did okay then how insane is that like that fun. you got to see that it was fun like, but they, he, he wasn't the same player yeah but like you, you still respected just, him yeah but um, like, I, I that was that was 40 years ago and I think soccer's come a little bit further in this country. Sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just hope in three years from now, this league is even better than it is right now. And, and you, you don't you don't need to that. I, I could see him coming back to kick off, open a, help open a new stadium in Manhattan for the NYCFC. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to play on the baseball stadium. Sure. You use Messi to draw attention to the new stadium and Manhattan or something like that would be cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just I I I agree. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I just want to see MLS not have to be that league anymore. I, I don't think they it has to be one or the other with this situation. Like I feel like they could still grow and be a league that's about new players and you know players in their prime and everything, but still want to get messy and have because he's a you know even in his saga they were like tracking every move he made like he's a different level mm-hmm. and having that in our in our league because like even when he is 38 or whatever I even there's going to be teams in every league that are going to be asking about him mm-hmm. so if he comes down with that is a, a huge validating factor for our league and it's also like it shows that it's not just a player going to die it's, it's one of the greatest players ever 
coming to our league. I get the argument, but I don't yeah. think Messi falls into the... Mm. He's, he's above that argument. I think so. I, I don't know if... So I don't know if, if he comes when he's 30. I don't know if it validates our league. I think it's just a bonus for the league. Okay, okay, yeah. That makes it, like, maybe maybe that was a little much. But yeah, I don't think we like need him. Like, I feel like if he was to go back to Argentina... I don't think the league would look at that as like, oh, we missed out on this opportunity. Sure, but I think it is like a... I think we missed out on some money. Yeah, but I think it is like a big selling point that... Like, because MLS wants to become like a like a top choice league for these the top thing, players. The, the that other like, thing that I don't like, and I'll, I'll just maybe spend it on this one, uh-huh. is, you know, why does he have to go to New York? Why do they have to go to New York or LA? I mean, right. that's, that's, yeah. that's the other thing. That but it's also like, he, where does he want to go? He wants to go to a big city or, or somewhere where he can, you know. I mean, he, he doesn't want to go to Nashville. He'd, he'd be able to walk around, live his life, do whatever yeah. he wanted. No one know. Yeah. Like, bother him in Chester. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Goodbye, Chester. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be disappointed if he did come to Chester and he didn't buy the city and like build it up. <laughs> actually, he could like change so many. All right, Kevin Durant's gonna go. Yeah, there you go. All right, speaking of Kevin Durant, <laughs> I think he can ride a bike, <laughs> and I think he's been to France. So the Tour de France is on. <laughs> a lot of sports are on right now. A lot of sports have been on. A lot of big sports. The Tour de France was going on, and uh, Keegan made the observation that this is boring, I think he said. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So, there's there's no Americans. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's 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 the fact. He's got no one to root for. (laughs) Any Koreans? Any Korean teams out there? He he could relate. Nope. Bummer. All right. Um, So, we were thinking, how could we... I don't know if it was so much as a we, but... Definitely not we. (laughs) So, I was thinking, how could we make the Tour de France... Like more fun to watch, and so you gotta add more uh, biking options. So you can have your regular racing bikes. You probably want to include a section of mountain biking, tricycles. You got and then tandem bikes, and then I was trying to think of how the maybe it could be random draw of partners. Like like you don't know your partner at all. Like it's not even your teammate. It's just random. Um, for tandem. For a tandem, yeah. So there's an element of. Uh, all kinds of elements. Somebody doesn't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fan. It's a fan. <laughs> You're just dragging this <laughs> fat French dude eating baguettes behind you. Um, you have a kid. Speaking of, you got a bike with uh, the kid carrier on the back. Um, Dragging up the hill. Just <laughs> coming up the mountains. Uh, old, the, the best was Dad's suggestion, old timey, where it's got the big wheel and then the little wheel in the back. On a, on a ladder to get on the bike. <laughs> You gotta wear a suit and a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a pipe while you go down. <laughs> um, a unicycle, a BMX. Um, you gotta ride a big wheeler. Big wheel. Yeah, yeah big wheels. Um, speaking of, on my birthday, uh, we were in the driveway <laughs> drinking, <laughs> looking for the hermit crab. And these two guys in my neighborhood came by on adult sized big wheels. And they were they were pretty. Southern, Southern boys. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, they came up. We had a big beer tent in the driveway. They must have thought they had the jackpot. So here's some beer, and then they had a radio, a CB radio, talking to each other. It was funny. So they they were ready for the real they, France. It was a big wheels club for adults. Yeah. That's what they called themselves. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, and then add in some horses. Just throw a horse oh. in to go with the was Just to go along it, obstacles, or they're going to be on the horses? Um, okay, so let's add more to the horses. Uh, there's jumping. There's racing. No, I meant the horses are going to be just obstacles on the course, or they're going to be on the horses. Oh, no, they have to ride them. They have to ride them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, just add horses. <laughs> just some horses. <laughs> You're just BMXing through horses. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know. I guess I'll come up with. I'll, I'll see if I can start a fundraiser. Yeah. Do some crowdsourcing, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool guys. Well, I think that was a very it, for like ninety percent was a pretty useful podcast. Seventy. And then there was that thirty percent where you guys were trying to make a union or a new franchise, and you guys could not get that right. But yeah. Other than that, I fixed that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, Dad, thanks for letting us uh, record with you. Yeah, my pleasure. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening and keep being good people. <laughs>